And g'day guys, Simo Shells here and welcome to episode number 12 of the Geocaching Down Under podcast recorded live on this the 7th of August in 2019. Tonight we are chatting all about cash quality and joining us is FireSafe all the way from South Australia but a big a big announcement at first and it's with a very, very heavy heart that we say this and that is uh, poor old No Tomorrow is no longer with the Geocaching Down Under podcast, unfortunately. Um, she's off pursuing other things that she wishes to do and not the podcast, unfortunately. So, yes, that's a bit of a shame. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's no good, mate. Uh, but things are coming up very, very soon. And you may see someone new in her place very, very soon indeed. So, yes. Um, so, also joining us tonight, as I said before, from South Australia, and that is the one and only, also known as... Um, <sighs> Scott, <laughs> how did I forget your name, mate? It's none other than FireSafe. G'day, mate. How are you going? G'day, Craig. Uh, it is Craig, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it, it is. It is. <laughs> you bugger. Uh, and hello to everyone that's listening. Yes, yes. Hey, good to have you here, mate. Good to have you. We'll be chatting very, very soon about about you, actually, mostly, oh, um, but also about, about – <laughs> well, mate, you've, you've been around the traps for a little while, so – you you know all about uh, cash quality or what what is about cash quality as well. So yeah, that's pretty cool. But first up, as always, we have the geocaching news. Now in the news, we always start off with the um, the events. So the next event coming up, the next big event is St Arden's event in November down in Victoria. That's GC seven DN five five. Are you going to that one, Scott? I was, but now there's a race meeting on at Taylor Bend, so oh. I can't make it now. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm 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 in two minds with that one at the moment as well. I mean, what three megas in one year in Australia is sort of yeah. pretty uh, pretty uncommon. But yeah, um, other otherwise, and the next one on the list I dare say you will be going to is the Geo Venture 2020 in Millicent in South Australia. GC What? What? Are you going to miss on that one? That's in your home. Oh, jeez. So don't forget that one, guys. Millicent, South Australia, GC82DAN, and that's in April of uh, next year. It's the, uh, the Easter Easter break, I do believe. And then the next big one that was announced as well at the OzG Geomaster last last month or the month before. Month before? Oh, I lose track yeah, of time. Is, last month, yeah. Last month. It was last month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is NZ2020 over in Auckland. That one hasn't been published as yet, but it is a mega. So make sure you guys you uh, place your will attends. Register and plan your geocaching trips now. All right. Other news. What have you been doing, Scott? This this mystery at the museum stuff. What's yeah? How well, did you go with that? It took a couple of days, but yeah, no, it was an interesting way of caching. Certainly not yeah. the normal way, but um, yeah, there's 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 a couple of ways of doing it. One was to do each one individually and then log it and then move on to the next one. Right. That was a lot of travelling if you did it that way. Um, yes. My method was to just find a whole heap of caches and log them in the order they needed to be logged in. Some yeah. people won't agree to that, but you know, they're all found on the same day. So does it really yeah. matter which way they're? So be it. Yeah. So be it. So what what I found because I'm obviously I'm a, a phone cacher, so I cache purely with my phone. Always have because I've been what caching for five years now. That's all. Nowhere near as long as you, mate. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm used to sort of doing the mobile caching sort of style. Like, you know, you, I, I refresh my app in the field and have a look around and I can do my searches in the field. I log in the field as well. So all that is sort of not really new to me, but I found it was new to some people. Some people spoke about it and said it was quite new to them. Yeah. Um, and I think this, this this one needed a little bit of planning before you went out too. Obviously, you needed yeah. to grab the caches that you needed to grab the, the clues and all that in. So, um, exactly. If you could, if you, and and I'm not sure if they changed it because I didn't get started into it until a week after it started. And yeah. uh, online on the website, you could see yeah. which one had which clues. So it actually made oh. it quite easy to uh, plan your day out. But um, I believe wow. from day one, that was all hidden. So whether they changed it a week into the. Ah, uh, a week into it. Yeah. Ah, see, yeah, see, I don't, I very, very rarely do I actually get online, like at my computer and, and, and look at the geocaching app. Like it's, unless I'm doing some sort of puzzles, which is still very rare for me. Um, I don't really do a search and stuff actually online. I do it all on my phone, all on Cashly. So yeah, that's interesting. And I've noticed with the app on the phone as well, it kind of, it forced you to use the official app as well. Yeah. well um, so. Android. So you're on Android, you use it anyway, do you? That's right. Of course. You guys don't have Cashly, no Cashly for you. 
do on my iPad, but you know, the iPad's this big and you don't really want to take that out with you. No, bashing through the bush with an iPad that size, exactly. <laughs> no, so um yeah, yeah, no, I use I use I use Cashly and loved it. And I yeah, I loved logging in the field. A lot of people didn't like like the I'll just say the older ones, or not older, the old, not older. I don't mean older in age. I mean older as in uh, original caches. You know, like yourself, who've been doing it for years and years, a lot longer than what I have. You guys, because you predominantly use a GPS, don't you? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you couldn't, again, you couldn't actually do any logging on the GPS, can you at all? Or no. I don't know. I don't know. Well, oh, you, no. Well, you can, but it, yeah, it's 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 messy. Is it? Yeah. yeah. It's much easier with the with the devices and stuff. Oh, it is. Yeah, definitely with the phone for sure. Yes, yes, yes. So th- that's the mystery. So I got mine um, in two days. So well, actually, what did you think then? So you went and got the, the what was the first one? The detective badge? The detective first, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got that. At, I hosted an event on the first day. So we, we oh, kind yeah. of not cheated, but we, <laughs> we got a head start. Um, and then you got the, the three, the three or two of the three ones. Two of the threes, yep. Yeah, and well, then you had I was, I was lucky actually. I was at to Tail and Bend at, at a race meeting, and yeah. on the Monday afterwards, I uh, was rather than going home, I thought, well, I'll see what's around the area. And there was about 30 caches I hadn't done around there. And I right. looked them online and worked out, yep, I needed all the ones there and here and there. And yep, got yep. them all, and that got me right through to the 22 that I needed for the first three levels. Right, right. Yep, yep, yep. That's cool. Yeah. And then you get that surprise. <laughs> what's what's the surprise, mate? Tell everyone what the what oh, was the surprise. Cases. Oh. So after you do the the one, the six, no, the six, and then the fifteen. Fifteen. So yeah, the one, the yep. sixth, and the fifteen, all of a sudden GCHQ turn around and go, Oh, it's not over uh, yet. You've got to get thirty-five random ones. <laughs> I loved that one. I loved it. I loved it. I certainly was not expecting that. No, no, not at all. We've actually got a uh, a bit of a, a question here from the the chat room. It's Gazkirsch, as we can see up there on the screen. We Gazkirsch says we enjoyed the mystery at the museum, smashed it in a weekend, two big days of caching, and we hit one thousand fines. Well done, mate. Well done, Gazkirsch. One thousand fines. So they hit a milestone and got all the souvenirs at the same time. That's pretty cool. It is. That's good. Good yeah. way of doing it. Good, a very good way of doing it. And that's another thing I like about these souvenirs is, is it changes. It puts people in different perspectives. You know, it puts people outside their comfort zone, maybe not cashing the way they normally do, you know, like like challenge caches in general, whereby you, you've got a goal. So these these caches, they set, set you a goal and then you go and grab those goals. Yeah, so no, that's a good, good. good way of doing it. Um, exactly. Exactly. Um, but also we need to talk about, oh, by the way, that finishes, guys, on the 11th of August. Well, 11th of August, Seattle time, which I think is 12th of August for us. August, but, yeah, but if you guys time. can, yeah, yeah, four days' time. So if you guys got four days left, if you haven't done the, uh, the mystery at the museum and got all the souvenirs, you've got four days left to do it. Now, you can do it in four days. Most people do it in two. So you can do it twice over if you like, <laughs> if you got that time off. <laughs> but we've got to talk about this, the other contentious issue that's been had in the last month. And what, what, was, what was that, Scott? What did you oh, find? Because you went to the Oz GM. I went to the uh, the Ausgeo Muster down at uh, or across Wollongong. Yes, and yeah, yeah. They had thirty five Adventure Lab caches, which is great. They We've did, they did. Yeah. Unfortunately, you had to use the app, <laughs> <laughs> and the app didn't matter whether you're on an iPhone or an Android. It didn't really matter. Yeah, the, the app was matter. that buggy. It was uh, so bad. There was so uh, many complaints from that app. It was insane. Um, yeah. <laughs> what was the workaround? What, what, what did you do well, for the workaround? My workaround was done to install and reinstall once you got to weak spot. And I reinstalled the app 52 times for 35 oh, lab cases. Wow. Wow. Uh, labs here. And yeah. it was just very, very frustrating. Wow. Uh, but wow. Got, got through them eventually, but geez, that's yeah. Lot. Yeah. So, well, I, I found that. Updates, but well, hopefully they've fixed the problems. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what they have for the next yeah. one. I'm I'm sure they they would have I'm sure they would have I mean the issue for us as well is that they they did an update on it um I think like on the Thursday before the mega event and so yeah. everyone then updated everyone updated it because you know it's coming up to the mega event everyone updates to get the make sure that they get the update but the update was so buggy it was ridiculous um I went out I went out there's there was a a, a new adventure lab of, of the five in Mossvale 
Okay. Um, before just before the mega actually started, and that's when I noticed the issue with the app. And I, I messaged the CEO and said, "Have you had any issues with the app?" And of course, the CEOs don't know anything about the apps because they're yeah. not in charge of it. Um, he's like, "No, I don't know." So we end up, yeah. I I logged out, logged back in. That didn't work. And what worked, as you said, was you had to delete the actual application off the phone and then reinstall it again. Yeah. But luckily, it kept your position in in the in Venture Lab, so you didn't yes. have to start the Adventure. Oh Lab. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, continued on. exactly exactly and then there were some people i know for instance no tomorrow as well she had an issue with um once she reinstalled the app it the, the app wouldn't recognize her login details from hq oh wow so, no, I never yeah, had that she, it always always no. Out, but. yeah no no that she had that issue and so i think she tried maybe about 13 14 15 times to log back in in the end i think she almost threw her phone and said and but she did spit the dummy and said that's it i'm not doing any more of these lab things i'm just going to go out i'm just going to go out and play <laughs> so that's what she did it's not fair on the guys that have put together the, the lab caches themselves no you know, they've done it in good faith that the app was going to do the job but exactly right yeah yeah it, it, it is what it is. And, and because then it went over the weekend and obviously Seattle are closed and yeah. the HQ are closed, it wasn't going to get any better until like the Monday or Tuesday. But by that time, it was all done. So, but, um, update on the Tuesday, which again, yeah. Right home by then. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. I mean, um, Gary uh, Tat Tattooed Squared, he's in the chat room at the, mo at the moment as well. He's He owns an Adventure Lab um, series in Port okay. Macquarie, which I've done. Um, and lucky enough, I did it on the old app beforehand, before the, the update, and so it worked fine, you know. So that's a pretty good – if you're in Port Macquarie, anyone's in Port Macquarie, go and have a look at that Adventure Lab one as well. That's five there with a uh, pretty cool ending as well, so that's pretty cool. Um, all right, we're going uh, yeah, to – There's quite a few others yeah. that had trouble with the app as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone did. I mean, a lot of people that are in the chat room at the moment as well, they were mostly at the Mega um, down, down in Wollongong. And so, yeah, they would have had a lot of the issues as well. So, yeah. yeah. All right, mate. Well, we're going to get – speak of the uh, – get rid of the – what do you call it? The I can't even talk tonight. Jeez. <laughs> get rid of the news, not worry about the news anymore, and we're going to worry about you. So we're going to go uh, come back. I'm just going to do a little bit of music break and then uh, and come back, and we're going to talk to Firesafe, also known as Scott, all about – himself <laughs> and so here he is guys all the way from south australia what actually what time is it over there scott at the moment uh quarter past seven so what are we half an hour behind you oh is that all only half hour i thought you were further than that uh, no no oh, that's all only half hour that's all right um so Let's let's start off with FireSafe. What's 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 with FireSafe, mate? Well, it's it's um, you know back in the day when the internet first started, you had to have an online presence or online login or whatever. And being a firefighter, I thought, oh, FireSafe sounds pretty cool. And so my first internet account back, who knows when it was, back yep. in the late nineties, I suppose. Yeah, uh, yep. was FireSafe, and basically it's continued on right through every. Um, place i sign up it's always fire safe including <laughs> fires mate I, I didn't know that so you're actually a firefighter then yeah, yeah. wow you you and i can banter all day long in that case then i wear the blue you wear the red <laughs> Is well, it, we're, blue, we're blue too now are you, are you blue as well now there's a funny story there too in south australia oh. um we used to have light blue shirts and the yeah. police had light blue shirts so yeah our chief was he thought we need to have a different color from the police so that yeah. people mistake us for police. So that was That's awesome. right. We went to a dark blue shirt. <laughs> yep. yep. I reckon it was about three months later, the police over here went to dark blue as well. So, oh, geez. We all got the same color again. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Didn't work. You, no. you, you know why? You know why God, you know why God made police, don't you? So, well, so we, we call you the blue canaries. <laughs> yeah, but you, do you know why God made police? Because so, so far East can have heroes too, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> so, so blue canaries what's with the blue canaries well, what do you, what do you call them? uh if you know if we rock up and you know generally the the police are there before we get there because they might might be in the area and, and they're, they're awake like, <laughs> yeah, <not any> donuts, <laughs> yeah. um and uh yeah if they're lying on the ground we know there's some bad juju there so we'll, we'll oh. just hold back and uh, and put your masks on, on. yeah <laughs> 
Shall we call you the Blue Canaries? Oh, I like it, the Blue Canaries. <laughs> I, I didn't, I'd never heard that actually before, but yeah, it does make sense. It does make sense. Um, all right, mate, back back to geocaching. Um, how long have you been caching for? Uh, too long. Um, I'm not <laughs> not one of the originals. Um, you know, I no, got no, into no. the game a, a couple of years after it started, um, right. which is bad news because, you know, I've been all around the world traveling and all that, and of course, mm. been to all these countries and it was all pre-caching. Yeah. But, uh, no, I signed up in 2002, um, yep. bought a GPS uh, for, just because it was a gadget, got to have gadgets, you know, one. Yeah, oh, we love gadgets. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I bought a GPS, not really knowing what to do with it, and um, yeah. so I went online, and it would have been probably up in the dial-up days almost back then, and, yeah. uh, you know, what can I do with a GPS? And geocaching came up, so wow. I signed up in October 2002. 2002, um, so yeah, that's 17, 17 years now. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, yeah, didn't really next, get much into it, but uh, took a few years yeah. and then took the kids out walking around the neighborhood because there was quite mm. a few fairly close by, and yeah, we yeah. Sort of got hooked from there, um, right? Right, and haven't, haven't really looked back. Yeah, yeah, so so 17 years, your fines must be pretty pretty high, aren't they? Or what do you what do you want now? Come on, mate, everyone knows their number. What's your number? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm at 150 shy of 22,000, but I'm going to fix that up next week. 22,000. So you're yeah. just, just short of 22,000? Yep, yep. So, so you're, going to hit, you're going to hit your 22,000 next week? Next week, yeah, going down to Millicent to uh, – because I won't be going to Millicent next year, I thought, well, of course. spend a few days down there and do all the caches that are out down there now. Uh, right, right. Get me up to 22,000. Right, right. So have you got a particular one in mind for your, for your milestone? Uh, it will probably be the one at the oval where the mega is going to be held, I guess. Oh, right, right. Cool. Well, well, a lot of people have the mega as their milestones, so. yeah. <laughs> and one can't make it. Oh. No, no, our son's moved across to Chicago, so uh, yeah. we've got to go and visit him, and that's where my yeah. holiday is. So we'll go yeah. and have a look. Yeah, yeah, wow, over in Chicago. Um, How long has he been over there for now? He started on 1st of July, so he's been a month. Oh, right, right. Enjoy it. He is, yeah, he's he's having yeah. a great time over there. So you, you don't you don't get worried about him because of all the uh, <laughs> all the other things that have happened in the news lately. <laughs> oh, no, he's he's spent a lot of time over there. We've spent a lot of time over there over the last yeah. uh, twenty years. So yeah, we've yep, got yep, yep. but yeah, you've, you've got to be careful. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, so twenty two thousand. Oh, that's at the Millicent one. That's right. So what was your, what would be over the seventeen years? What would be your favourite? Do you reckon over the over that seventeen years? Probably one of my favourites was a yeah. multi-cache, which most people go really multi-cache. Multi. People don't like multis. People uh, people put right. multis right down right down below, don't they? That <laughs> exactly. Um, but this one was a bit of a bit of a twist in it. Um, it's over in Austin, Texas, right? And it's put out there by Lord British. Now, Lord British is a pretty amazing guy. He made his money in gaming, in as mm-hmm. in uh, video games. Yeah. Uh, so he's a multi-billionaire or or whatever. Um, he's the one that put the cache up on the space station, the one on Mount oh. Everest, and also the one down in the uh, the bottom of the ocean. With the oh, the, that's the same uh, CEO. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But he's got, he's got one in his hometown of Austin in Texas, yep. and it's it's a uh, symmetry cache sort of, but a right. very big symmetry cache because you you go to various symmetries around Austin to look at a lot of the oh, old right. um, yeah. pioneers of. Austin, Texas. Yes, and yes. It really needs a local to go with you to explain what's going on because a lot of it is very local centric. Yes. Um, but then you end up on his property. Now his property's huge. It's got its own observatory and all sorts of things. Right. And the last, oh, it's probably three hundred meter walk through his property. It's yeah, adorned yeah. with look like real bodies, real skeletons. And really. They've got skin and everything on them, and you go. This, and if you do it at night time, it's got little lanterns that light up and all this sort of thing. And it's, uh, yeah, he he's spent a lot of money doing this, and he's end wow. up at this, uh, oh, this little building that he's built for the the cache, and it's got a combination on it. And you yes. open it up, and it's actually in there has got uh, one of the travel bugs he took up to the space station. So he's been up there. Oh it's, wow got that much money you can go to the space station so he, <laughs> hard life, mate. Hard life. Yeah. so he's got a got the uh, tree tb that's been up there he can discover 
And wow. it's even got a, a penny crusher in there as well. So you oh, can right. crush, crush a penny to say you've uh, found this case. I suppose should tell you what it is. Um, yeah. Uh, I've got it. Yeah, Necropolis of uh, Britannia Manor 3. Is that the one? That's the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for people listening, it is GC. 2B034, GC2B for Bravo 034. Now, I've just looked at it, mate. It's got it's got 728 favorite points, and that's, yeah. at, 70, and that's at 75%. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's, it's 2-2. Okay. Yeah, yep. it's a 2-2. Just, if people, have a look through that, guys. If you if you run gc.com, uh, have a look through that particular cache because that cache page is pretty cool as well. Um, streaming the- through... The bodies and, and, and skeletons as you're walking down, they're in coffins and all sorts of stuff. And wow. you go, wow, that looks real. And I'm yeah. not even sure it's not. Who knows? Yeah, who knows, man? Who knows? And I like the way he's actually got, like, each waypoint, he's actually got it as a chapter instead of a waypoint. So you've got chapter one, chapter two, three, four, and so forth. I mean, having a look at the cache page itself, it's got 221 bookmark lists. So that's mm. how many... People have got it on their bookmarks, their, their to-do list, their wish lists, their bucket lists. Yeah, that's and amazing. It's, I'm, I'm trying to think. It's it's probably about a, a twenty to thirty kilometers from start to finish because his mm-hmm. property's not right in town. Obviously, it's out of town. But yeah, um, yeah you go visit a few uh, cemeteries and things like that. Look at local pioneers and find up yeah. yourself at this final location. Yeah, um, no, that's yeah, no, it's really really well worth doing. Yeah, no, that's really cool. That's awesome, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll definitely put that on my list now for sure because I'm heading over there again uh, next year, I think February next year, and then maybe in August as well. So, But yeah, I'll, we'll I'll, I'll go, I'm going to the East Coast. I'll go to the East Coast, though, see. Well, so we're going to do New England because we've ah. done all New England, but we haven't done it caching. So uh, we've got really? some friends wow. in Boston, so we're going to spend a couple of weeks in around Boston yep. and do all the New England. Uh, I'm going over to Jersey, New Jersey. Okay. Yep. So, we going a little bit south of you, mate. <laughs> no, all cool. All cool. So, going back now to um to you and your caching, you know, statistics and whatnot as well. Yep. Um, to up to twenty two thousand. That would put you where whereabouts would that put you in in terms of ranking wise in Australia? Well, years ago, I was in the top ten, and now I thought, wow, this is a bit of a uh, achievement, I suppose. Mm. And then. All these people started retiring. <laughs> and all, you know, I went from you know in the top ten down, down, yep, down, yep. down to where I am now, which is the twenty-five. So uh, yeah, I'll go. Oh, they'll retire, and I'll be able to go off and and do what all the other guys do, and I'll catch them up. But uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, currently twenty-five, and but I think I'm in the top ten of those that are still working. <laughs> if there's such a list. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. So. So those who aren't working, some of them would be. I mean, I, I know Pete Press, for instance, he's quite yeah. high up there, and he doesn't work. Um, uh, Liz and Bruce, obviously, as well. Liz and Bruce, yeah, they are the king and queen of. Uh, they, yeah, exactly. Have you, have you been cashing with him? Oh, plenty of times. Um, yeah, yeah. And I've got a bit of a story. Yeah, Bruce, you go cashing with Bruce, and he'll say, yeah. "One more cash." One more cash, and there's always one more cash, and, and but you'll know, just keep going and going and going and until you say you've had enough. Well, mm. one day I broke him, and really, no one breaks Bruce. He's he's one of those guys that just keeps on going. Like and, physically, did he break his leg or no? No, oh, no, no, no. He just he said no more, and I'm going. Wow, I've never heard this oh. before from Bruce. It was uh, um, pretty amazing. Um, I was yeah. up in Darwin at the time for a conference and had a day off mid conference, and. Um, Liz and Bruce were both up there, so I said, "Oh yeah, let's go out caching for the day." Mm-hmm. And it was a you know normal Darwin day, thirty-two degrees. It was always thirty-two degrees. Yeah, yeah. The humidity was up there a little bit, but uh, that sort of you know knocks your brain a bit. And I think we got to about three thirty-four o'clock, and Bruce said, "I can't do anymore." And I was, <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah. How, how many? How many did you do? You think you've done by that time in the day? Oh, we had not a huge amount. Probably at thirty-five or something like that. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a huge amount for some people. <laughs> yeah, well, not really. Uh, problem with Darwin is a lot of micros and you know, oh, and yeah. they are well hidden. And yeah, stuff. and they're not on a power trail. Like, no, not a lot of power no. trail. Yeah, just no, you actually just cashing out an area. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I broke Bruce. 
Yeah. <laughs> too many people can say they've broken Bruce, but uh, well, there, there you go, there you go, guys. If you see Liz and Bruce at the next uh, event somewhere, uh, just say to them, um, "Fire safe," said hi, and I hope you've recovered from being broken up in Darwin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a, pretty cool. a few years ago now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's quite good. That's quite good. Um, mm. All right, getting on to this uh, this quality of survey. How many? You said you got up to twenty two thousand finds coming out. Do you have many hides at all? yourself uh i have um yeah i'm trying to count how many it is probably about 400 i think all that what jeez yeah. well i got a few power trails on another oh. account um, oh oh a sub, so one of those sub puppet accounts <laughs> yeah. well otherwise you get million emails that's the problem um, yeah yeah so you know i've got the um the signal head out of murray bridge there that we put up in 2013 oh, yeah. Mega. yeah 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 i know the one yeah there's 90 caches in that one and um, yeah it's been going yeah since 2013 now wow uh, wow and it still gets hit quite regularly yeah um, yeah and i've got another power trail called the australian prime minister's series goes right. from one all the way through to our current prime minister that's out of two wells yeah, there's a premiers of South Australia, which is in the shape of South Australia, which has got all the premiers, you know, ah. of South Australia as well. So there's three of my uh, power trials. And but they're on the. Uh, you tell me your sock puppet account. Is it called like you know uh, Water Danger or? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's cool. And everyone loves it. Everyone loves it. Number one, everyone loves a power trail. Number two, everyone loves a geo art. Yeah. Geoart next, the, I think the, the next biggest, coolest thing that people really enjoy to hide and to find themselves as well. well so, right. so let's get into had to do the the lighthouse. Yeah, yeah exactly. The lighthouse down at uh, down at Wollongong, and that was pretty cool. And I actually liked the lighthouse how it had several different aspects to it. So you had where it goes, you had a multi there, you had you had some puzzles, you had some challenge caches as well. So yeah. you know, it was it was it wasn't just all about the puzzles because we know. Some people like myself aren't very good at puzzles. So. <laughs> Not am I, but in the last 12 months, I've done that many puzzles. You know, mm. of, uh, Parkville, Wollongong. Oh, of course. Mildura's got the um, the turtle, which is all oh. uh, puzzles as well. Yes, yes. The last week I've been doing all the Millicent puzzles. You know, there's 90 of those. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. Just well, puzzled out. Did, you get, did you get one of these at the... Oh, I, try I did. Yeah. yeah. That's the one. There we go. <laughs> what, what we're holding up, guys, just for those who are actually listening to this, is the How to Puzzle Cash by Cully Long. Now, the, the How to Puzzle Cash, it's revised and updated, and it's the second edition. Now, this was only available at the Oz Geomaster. Did you know that? Like This was when this was the worldwide premiere at the Oz Geomaster. So, yeah. Did you get your sign, mate? I did. I did. Yeah, yeah. All, all yeah, signed. All signed up. So yep. Happy puzzling, Cully Long. That's pretty cool. So, oh, you yeah. got the bonus page. I didn't get the bonus page. Which one's that? So you got the blank page. I got straight into that. Oh, some, had that the, some had a blank page. Some didn't. Yeah, no, I got the blank page one. See, see, because um, because uh, Bill, uh, Bill, Bill and Die, John and Die from gstuff.com.au. Yeah, yeah, great company they are. Um, yeah, yeah they're, they're the ones that actually have these. I think they're still going for sale now, I do believe, as well. So, um, guys, if you want your own book of how to puzzle cash by Cully Long, uh, go to gsf.com.au and John and I will help you out with that, I am sure. Anyway, let's talk about the actual quality of cachings. So, you've got 400 plus hides. Yep. You know quality, obviously, yourself. Um, did you see the actual HQ brought out the uh, the survey results? I think it was, I think it was, was it the beginning of the year they did a survey? Uh, was it might have been last year even? Um, I might have been asking. Yeah, twenty eighteen. They did it. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, so they, they did ask you, but it, it did take them a long time to get it together. So we're just going to go through some of those things that are actually most important factors. Now, this is actually probably good for new geocachers as well to uh, to listen to and actually work out what they need to do in order to hide. If they're thinking about hiding their very first cache what's the best best thing that everyone sort of likes, all other finders like. Um, so factors that were very important, and this is in order, the factors that were the most important thing were, number one, accurate coordinates. Well, of course, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> I did I did do a cache over in New Zealand, and the co- they said the coordinates are out by 20 metres to increase the difficulty. Can you believe it? God, oh, yeah. It killed me, it killed me. <laughs> and I've come across a few like that as well. We just go, why? Yeah. 
Why? Exactly. Why? Um, so accurate coordinates, guys. Make sure if you're going to hide a cache, number one, accurate coordinates. Number two is does not harm the environment. Now, I think the most important part there is don't hammer stuff into, into trees. Yeah. <laughs> it goes without saying, really, doesn't it? You just don't want to yeah. wreck the place. You would... No, exactly. It's In the what end, it's our back. And look, we all know, we all know that rangers and, and national parks people hammer signs into trees about like not wrecking the joint, but still <laughs> they can get away with it. We can't. Um, the uh, number three was owner maintains the cash regularly as well. So um, now this is actually quite a good point in for those people who uh, have hidden caches for a long time as well. If you go in and just check on your cache and you go, you know what, I'm checking on my cache today because I'm walking past it um, and I look at it and, yeah, the logbook's there and it's still dry and it's perfectly fine, put in a, put in a, put in a maintenance log that yeah, you were there. That's Absolutely. Right. I'm telling you now, people, because you don't know what comes in on the back end of this when it comes to um, uh, HQ or when it comes to the reviewers. The reviewers can see um, those people who put in – you know the maintained logs so if you put in you, that you've just walked past there logs fine dry you know all ready to go that's all you need to do and it put it puts up your actual quality level of hides um so yeah maintain your cache regularly number four was well this is actually quite clever as well the container must be suited to the environment yeah so it means actually use a container that uh is not going to destroy itself when it rains or cold. Or hey, what, what's the most common thing that comes to mind there? Mintins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, here we go. Here's, here's one here. <laughs> <laughs> look at oh, look at that dirty manky old mint tin. That's yeah. rusty. See. Well, actually, okay. I actually made that that way. Oh, you Just did? Did you? Did to suit a um, park bench. Oh, the, the park bench got pinched. So, <laughs> but the cash still lived on. But I got the cash back before. Well, that's all right. Yeah. That's all right. Then. Um, then what I was going to say is uh, people think that I'm against mint tins totally, but I'm not because there is a place for mint tins predominantly in a guardrail yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Somewhere, yeah. somewhere magnetic. So mint tins are good for a magnetic cache that's not in the weather and not sitting in dirt, not sitting amongst under rocks or leaves or any of that sort of stuff because that's when they get all manky, smelly, and rusty. So... Anyway, that's my personal opinion on the matter. Um, the next, that's the other thing too with that is, yeah. is you know, don't put a uh, a nano in the bush. Yes, yes. Although some people don't mind a nano in the bush. Oh. <laughs> um, the other thing is number five is accurate difficulty and terrain levels. So the DT rating must be accurate as well. Which is, that's very important because there's people out there that really do, you know, when you think about it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at work, not my work, but say, for instance, I was an office worker and I'm in, you know, long pants and work shoes and a, and a suit and tie. I'm going to be looking, if I want to, if I've got spare time for an hour, I'm going to be looking for a one and a half, one and a half, you know, I don't want to get dirty, you know, so that's what I'm going to be looking for. So <laughs> if someone puts it at one and a half and it's actually a three, oh. <laughs> I did a Fredo one not oh, it was a couple of years ago now. And mm. it was listed as a one and a half, one and a half. And I thought, oh yeah, yeah. I'll go. It was up a hill that was that steep. And you know, you had to use the fence to pull yourself up and all that. <laughs> and got to the top of the hill. And I got on to Fredo afterwards. It was just one and a half, one and a half. He said, Oh, yeah, I just wanted to make a bit of a challenge for you. Oh, you're right. Yeah, but put it correct. DTs are important, people. They are yeah. important. Trust me. Um, <laughs> uh, number six is well hidden from non-geocaches or from muggles. So yeah. that that just pretty much stands to stands to reason. Let's be honest. I mean, we we don't want to have to replace them all the time. So oh, that's right. they will go. They will go missing. Yeah. Like people people pick stuff up. You know. Um, a, a quick story about that was recently uh, in New South Wales. We there was a, a council cleanup of sorts, like one of those. One of those volunteer groups did a massive big cleanup uh, amongst the sand dunes down in um, down in Sutherland, and they picked up an actual container cache, and it was a regular size cache container. Luckily, the uh, the the person brewmaker was the CEO. He put in one of those notes inside. You know, the one this is official geocache. Blah blah, blah blah blah. So he put one of those notes inside the geocache. Well, the the lady who was going through because they go through all the actual rubbish that they pick up to see what's um, recyclable and what's not, which is pretty cool. She picked this container up now and actually opened it and had a look. And at first, because they saw toys and knickknacks, she thought it was, you know, some kid's, you know, toy box being thrown out. <laughs> Until she saw that note, 
Well, then she's contacted uh, Geocaching New South Wales, as in the group, um, to say, look, what's this about? Whose is it? Who can I give it back to? Well, he's got it back now. So, you know, he's going to go and place it back again. So that's pretty cool. So, yeah, make sure they're hidden, number one, hidden from non-geocaches because even the most well-hidden caches can go missing from these people that have cleaned up the environment. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, they're doing the right thing. They are. Exactly right. Absolutely. Um, number seven was interesting locations. This is very important. Very important. And that's very what important. geocaching is all about, getting out there and, and seeing those spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than just yeah, just for the sake of well, okay, uh, power trails maybe not so much, but yeah, cool. <laughs> place as well. But uh, those ones that are out the out somewhere, you know, if they're in an interesting location, that's that's why we we do it. Exactly, exactly. And you're going to get favourites, guys. Look, if you place a cache where you put take people to somewhere that they would not normally go to unless geocaching, oh, you get straight up onto a favourite list from there for sure. I know I do. If I, if I go to a place and I go, man, this is incredible, this joint, and I didn't even know it existed, hadn't have been for geocaching, uh, yep, favourite for me. So well, a story from well, many years ago now. Um, it was just over the border in Murray Town in Victoria. Um, mm-hmm. And just right in town, there was a, um, a block of land with a whole lot of old army tanks from World War II, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just dumped there. And well, we're not dumped, they're, they're being stored there, but essentially they're dumped there by the owner. And there was probably 100, 150 tanks. And there was yep. a coach that was hidden in one of these tanks. Oh. And, um, so you, <laughs> you're going through all these tanks and no idea why these tanks were here. Mm-hmm. Found the coach, no worries. But then further on from um, Murray Towns, it's a, a place called Kabawi, Kabawi or Kalbawi or something like that. Right. And you went down to the museum there. And there was a cache, and that uh, they knew about it. And you know, we we're looking for this cache, and someone came out from the museum. They said, "Oh, you're not even warm." And you go, "Oh, great! You're not going to tell us where it is, there. No, 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 no. So that's right. We found that cache, and then I asked the question about what these tanks were back in Murrayville, mm-hmm. uh, Murrayville, sorry, Murrayville. And they said the guy that owned the tanks owned the quarry where the museum was. And right. What he, did, he bought all these tanks after the war. Yeah. And he used it to crush the rock. And as oh. it broke, he'd take that one back to the yard and grab another yeah. tank and crush rock with a tank. And that's where this <laughs> tank came from. Um, wow. And it's go well, that was, you know, without caching, we would have never known that. Um, exactly. Now, all those tanks have gone now. There's the, the, the guy died, the sun's mm. taken over the yard, and I think there's two right. tanks left just as a, um, just, just for a memorial, I guess. Memorial, yeah. But then further on from there, we went to another cache, and it mm-hmm. was it was just out in the middle of nowhere. There was no reason for it to be there until we got there, and there was a, I think it was a leopard tank. You're right. It was in this property, yeah. and the turret was pointing towards where the cache was on the other oh, side of the road. Yes. And in the paddock on the other side of the road, there was a train, a full train that a guy had bought from Melbourne after it went out of service. It was going to turn into a B and B. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're out in the middle of country Victoria. Here's yeah, this yeah. It's just taking us to this spot. You got a tank on yeah. one side of the road and the train on the other. And exactly. Go, Interesting location, definitely. Right. Tick that yeah. box. Definitely, definitely. Well, I'm yeah. just going to quickly go to the uh, the chat room for a little bit. Gino's blog. He wrote uh, the worst uh, nano in the bush in commas we've ever found was a camoed nano. It was tied to a long string hiding in a clump of trees and it was well into the woods oh geez you'd love that one for sure wouldn't you no way no. <laughs> and at the same time we have skaty rocks and skaty rock says um skaty rocks is only new to geocaching um she says i have explored more of my hometown in the last two months geocaching than she has in the last four years actually living there yeah. so which is true it is true like you know i still remember when i first started geocaching i started uh, the second week I was geocaching, I, I took a trip to um, Port Macquarie, um, staying with a friend of mine. And of course, I had nothing to do during the day, so I went caching. And uh, I took photos of everywhere I went. And at that night, I'd, I'd come back to my friend who'd lived there her entire life. And she said, what did you do today? And I'm like, look at these photos. And she's like, where's that? Where's that? Where's that? <laughs> so, yeah, it's so true. It's so true. So, yes, interesting locations, guys. Absolutely interesting locations. Um, the next one, number eight. Well written descriptions. Ah, what's 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 your take on well written descriptions? 
Well, yeah, most most of your case finds, you tend to just go from your GPS or your phone and you're just going straight mm -hmm. to a point. Sometimes you'll go, why are, we, why are we here? And and that's where these interesting locations, if it's got a great description, then, it, wow, that's why we're here, yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, particularly you know, with the, the tanks and things like that. You know, at least you, right. you would have, you know, rather than just being, yeah, it's a case in a tank. Yeah. Know, it would have been great to see a description of why the tanks were there and, and the history right. behind it. That's um, right. Rather than having well, to pick it up from someone else. Yeah, well, a quick story that happened to me only recently as well is uh, a local geocacher here, Matty Rx, his name is, great geocaching hider. Like, he does so many brilliant, like, treks in the in the bush and stuff. Um, but this one he called them, called a cache dragon's teeth. And it's just a traditional cache, and it's, like, in the in the middle of nowhere. You've got to take a dirt road to get there, and there's no other caches around it. And you're like, what the hell? This is just a you – know, it's a traditional cache. It's nothing – you know, um, I went out there. I got FTF, ha 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 ha, uh, just because no one else caches around here. Um, <laughs> so I, I was getting FTF on it. Anyway, where it is, it's in the, you're in the middle of the bush, and you've got just a dirt road to get there. But you've got these um, uh, pyramid of concrete blocks, and they're large concrete blocks. I'm talking five foot high concrete blocks that are pyramid shaped, right? And so I'm looking at all these concrete blocks, thinking, how the hell did they get here? You know, the whole lot. Then had a look at his description. Well, in the description that he wrote, um, it actually talks about how these dragon's teeth, they're known as, um, are supposedly a myth, but they're, they're, they're actually real now. And they were placed there during the World War, one of the World Wars, just if they were getting invaded from the north in Queensland, that they can't have their tanks going over these dragon's teeth. No, oh, okay. You see? So, yeah, so these technically, these dragon's teeth, they're actually out there in the bush, and Maddie found them. So I thought that was pretty <laughs> But he had a full description. Again, guys, in his description, it told me exactly what that was all about. You know, yeah. and again, 100%. Then I get a favorite point, or he gets a favorite point because I learned something. I learned something new from doing this particular cache. So, yes, well written descriptions. Um, number nine was accurate attributes. Uh, people. Yeah, I, don't know. Eh, I don't know. Some people like the attributes, others don't. I, I, do, you, do you actually look at attributes? Generally not, because if you're working off the GPS or even off the phone, you know, you, they, they don't come out and bite you that, you know, that this is what there is. Um, exactly. Yeah, you know, if you can't find it, you might bring it up and say, oh, it's a night case. That's why I can't find it or something like that. I don't <laughs> know. But, but uh, generally, you I just don't do it. No, well, I tend to look, obviously, I'm, I'm there at the GZ. I look around and I, I still can't find it. So I'll go to the hint, have a look at the hint, of course. Yeah. Um, still can't find it. I go to logs and everything before I go to attributes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I go to past logs. And then I look and go, oh, it's a tree climb. Like, you know, oh, there it is all the way up there. <laughs> or so, or uh, for a challenge, you know, you've got to have so many dog friendly. I think yeah. that was over in um, Wollongong, you know, how many dog friendly caches and all that sort of thing. Yes, yeah, exactly. So there's there's challenge caches for attributes, but apart from that, yeah. uh, I don't know how that one is. Uh, number ten was a helpful hint as well. A helpful yep. hint. Um, what's 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 an idea? So what's what is the hint that has annoyed you a lot of the time? <laughs> have you got any any hints yeah. that have annoyed you? Or... <laughs> no, not not usually. I actually I don't mind the cryptic hints sometimes. Like that. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, rather than you know out and out you know that's where it is you know some some sort of cryptic thing you know yeah. keep, keeps the brain moving but, exactly um, exactly um yeah i think the probably the most unhelpful hint is where it says you don't need a hint you go really oh i know, I know. <laughs> that's why i've actually gone to the hint because i can't find the thing you know? yeah, no, right, exactly right exactly right so guys if you if you yeah do not write that in your logs i don't think it gets published anymore if uh, i think the the reviewers are onto that sort of stuff oh, if, right, if, yeah. if your hint is not actually a hint. Don't write anything at all. Leave it blank. Um, that's a that's a good tip as well because if you if you look if you look and go oh there's a hint available you get excited because you think oh I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a hint here and then it comes up no hint oh man that's annoying. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Uh, number eleven was clever or custom container. Now this one would get favorite points for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Do, um, do you have any custom made containers that you can think of that you've you've built or you've made or um, well, just looking at the Wandering Heroes, um, it's not so much a power trail, but it, it sort of it's turned into a power trail of 400 caches now. Um, the original behind that was that you made the container to suit the person it was named after. So, um, right, yes, of course. With the, the one that was put out for me was, you know, had a fire truck on it, fire safe. You know? Yeah, that's right. And each, each one of the caches, you know, had a, a little... Theme. 
theme to them, depending on the, the case where it was actually put out for. Um, Absolutely. Now that they've been out for probably four year, four or five years now, the containers have changed over time and stuff. But, yeah. But the initial run of those con- those containers, yeah, they're all custom customized or clever containers, and it actually yeah. made it interesting to to find them. Yes, yes, exactly. Mate, just quickly going back to uh, the hints, we've got uh, Tim, Amy, Geo. They've written their their, their worst their worst hint is this hint oh, okay. at head height is the worst one. That's oh, so true, so true. I mean, you've got someone like me. I'm six foot tall, and then you got you know my my good cashing buddy Brewmaker, who's like three foot one. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's where head height, definitely not head height. <laughs> there was quite a few around Wollongong Way that we went for, and they had that 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 hint. And I'm sure there are all midgets around Wollongong. <laughs> oh, they're more like knee height rather than head height. But whether yeah. or not over time, I don't know. But yeah, exactly, exactly. No, what was head height, and was no <laughs> I do know, I do know a local geocacher down there, Mismaz. Her name is. Yeah, she's not the tallest of uh, of, of of ladies. Yeah. Uh, lovely lady, but just not the tallest of ones. So yeah, maybe maybe not. I like it. Very very good, Amy. I like that. Um, yeah, clever or custom containers. As we said, like if you can try and if you have a puzzle cache, for instance, I, I'm a very big fan of this. If you create a puzzle cache, have the puzzle name, have the puzzle itself, have the location, and have the container themed and matching together. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing worse than doing a brilliant puzzle of whatever it might be, and then going and finding a mint tin. You know. <laughs> Exactly. It, it, it ruins it. It ruins the whole puzzle. You know, it ruins the whole experience. Now, if you can try and theme this is again, this is mostly for new geocaches. If you can try and theme the, your caches that, that they're all in one particular theme and it's placed in a location for a reason, um, then you're more than likely actually going to get favorite points for it. You know. Yep. So right. cool. definitely. Um, now, this is the other one: is fun or challenging puzzles themselves. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What what would you class as a fun puzzle? <laughs> I'm not sure that I've actually come across one yet. Um, <laughs> we're, we've got a challenge, a, a puzzle area, which is mm-hmm. northern suburbs of Adelaide. And uh, Bob from elsewhere is the cacher who has hidden all these these caches. And everyone is a puzzle. The mm-hmm. problem with, with the BFE puzzles, you've got to think, what he was thinking in the day that he put the puzzle together. Oh, yeah, one of those ones. Yeah, oh, it doesn't yeah. have any roadmap to it, sort of thing. Oh, you no, no. roadmaps for these things. Yeah. And, you know, we'll, we'll have an event not long after a couple of his is published, and he'll be there and you go, Bob, what were you thinking on that day? <laughs> so yeah. You, what he was thinking on that day, and you go, ah, oh, that might help me out. But, um, yeah, yeah his, his are very difficult ones. Um, you, you look at the ones that all the events have been using for their various puzzles and, and they are very similar in what, what they've used and, and they're not too yeah. bad. And, and you'll find a lot of them in that book. from Cully Yes, Long. they do. Yeah. The Cully Long. yeah. There's a couple of good websites too. Um, Geocaching Toolbox is a good one for working yes. out. Yes, sites. it is. Yes, definitely. But sometimes that just aren't there and you go, I, I know what it is, but I just can't put my finger on it. And, uh, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, let, and, let's, and let's be honest, I mean, I'm just going to flick through now. Uh, Gary Tattersall, that's Tattooed Squared, <laughs> he's written, a fun puzzle is one where the answer is provided for you. <laughs> yes, definitely. That would be that would be so true in, in some cases. <laughs> yeah. But um, but challenging caches, I mean, it's okay to have a challenging cache, uh, a challenging puzzle, I should say, but... Uh, um, yeah, make sure it's solvable. Well, that's it exactly. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be solvable. You got to find it. You got to find it exactly right. There's no use. I mean, we, we've got a traditional out here that, uh, or up this way in in southeast Queensland, it's been there for nearly twelve months or over twelve months now, and still unfound. It's uh, it's one of those. It's so what I can gather it may be is a an actual real rock, and it's had like a hole drilled in it and put a nano in the in the oh, in the, okay. in the actual rock, and it's in a rock wall like a, one of those. <laughs> one of those uh, retaining walls, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, we got several like that, and and one I got a first to find on years ago, and there'd been a cacia who'd been there for about half an hour looking through. It was in a creek bed, and mm. the rocks were you know this good size rocks. Yeah, yeah. And they drilled out the bottom of the rock, and they'd actually put a cross on the rock as well on the top, so to make it easier. But yeah, 
and you've got <laughs> 2,000 2, rocks. Um, you, it wasn't that easy. Do you think so, the CEO? Do you think the CEO put the cross on, or was it one of the fine? Oh, no, no, he, yeah, he did. He did. I, he said. He said in the hint, "There's a cross oh, on the rock." Okay. But, yep. Yep. Well, that makes yeah. sense then. <laughs> I've sense. been back there a few times since with other people that have been lost, and I've been struggling to find it. Even I even know what the rock looks like with the cross in, and <laughs> but still struggle. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean those. It's it's like needle in the haystack. Those sort of things, really, isn't it? It's it's, it's one of those things. Um. Next on the list is include parking coordinates if you can. Yeah, that's that's not bad. That's not bad. I mean, you think about it. We all we mostly drive to caches these days. I mean, I know someone like P. P. Prass, for instance. Peter, he um his parking coordinates are actually the GZ location, no matter where it is. Hence the reason why he goes through so many tires and diffs and oh. <laughs> and scratches and everything else as well. So, yeah, parking coordinates is pretty good, guys. Like, especially if um, it's in the, the lead to a trail and you've got to do a walk of some sort. You know, if you can put parking coordinates there, it just puts people on the right path straight away. They don't have to bush bash because it's always the way as well. We go as the crow flies. You know, we're going to bush bash all the way through. You find the cache. And then you actually find the path as you go out. <laughs> always the way, always the way. And then um, you half a kilometre away. Exactly right. And then you've got to walk all the way down through the car. You, some people actually get an Uber back to the car. Um, <laughs> uh, number 14, and this is the last one with this, and that is the largest container for the location. That is very important. Yeah. And that's that's what you were saying before about nano in the woods, you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, I mean, largest container, look, ammo cans, everyone loves an ammo can, let's be honest. You know, if you can't hide something that's similar size to an ammo can somewhere, then yeah, you go down from there in my mind. Um, what's what's the biggest cache you found, Scott? Uh, I reckon the biggest one I've found has been a fridge. A fridge, an actual fridge. A fridge, yeah. So was, it, was it in the woods or...? Um, so it was a multi, and it starts in the Botanic Gardens in Adelaide. Um, right. And I reckon it was even it might have even been a Freddo cache. And, yep. um, yeah, so you go to a park bench, there's some coordinates on the park bench, mm-hmm. and you go, oh, it's 20 kilometres away. Great. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then when you get to the, you know, the closest spot you can find, it's another, I think it's about another two-kilometre walk into the scrub. Oh, and here's right. this fridge. And you go, well. <laughs> so, Brello's taken this fridge with a, a, a sack truck or whatever. Trolley. Scrub. <laughs> and it, here it is. And, um, yeah, so uh, uh, it's, uh, that's probably the biggest ones I've been. Um, yeah. What about what, what, what big ones have you hidden? Have you hidden any large containers? Mm, only one. I've got uh, one ammo can out there. Most of the others are, are smalls to medium type ones. Yes. Yeah, one ammo can out there. And we were lucky, actually, um, Oh, probably going back a couple of years ago, one of our guys here had a, a contact in the military and mm-hmm. they had a, a um, pallet of ammo cans they wanted to get rid of. Oh, what? And he said, we'll take them. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, we ended up with all you know, big, small, all sorts of uh, ammo cans. And uh, yep, yep. I thought, you know what I'm going to do with this ammo can? I'm going to fill it up with um, film canisters, which I did. <laughs> oh, <laughs> one of those ones, one of those ones. Well, I've got I've got a um, very similar, but I've got a um, uh, a dryer, like an actual clothes dryer, in the woods, oh, yeah. um, and it's and that one's called like how to keep the log dry. Um, <laughs> same sort of thing though, but I've got uh, fifty mint tins in there. Oh yeah, yep. But this is the difference now. Technically, you'd, it's an extra logging requirement, so you don't need to do it. But it's everyone does it for fun anyway, uh, and that is thirty one of these mint tins. Or, yeah, 31 of the mint tins have got a log in it. Each log is numbered 1 to 31. You can kind of see where I'm going here. So whatever date it is that you're looking or that you're finding the cash, say you're filling it on the 5th of the, mar- uh, the month, then you have to look for the log with number 5 written on it, you see. Oh. So <laughs> all the others have got actual dad jokes written in there instead. So, <laughs> so yeah, there's 50 of those ones. Um, let's see. In the, in the chat room, there's some people in there like Berry Unicorns. Uh, she said that we have found a giant ammo can, and when she means giant, she means giant. Then we have uh, the truck. He says he's over in he's over in America. Um, oh, I found an ammo can the size of a small car. No wow! Way. I think I've heard about that one. I think I know where that one. I think that's on the east coast. 
uh, in America somewhere. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty that's pretty decent size. Um, and Gino's blog. What's Gino's blog say? He says the largest one I've ever found was a giant ammo can um, smack in the middle of of Tokyo. I can't. Where, where, can you pronounce that word? Where it is in Tokyo? Uh, Akihabara. Akihabara. Yeah. Akihabara in Tokyo. I'm hoping I'm saying that right, but anyway. <laughs> so yeah, so see, people love the larger size containers. I've also got a 44 gallon drum up here in the in the Northern Rivers region, so which has got all it's all and, and I camo I camo paint all of them, so I spray it with the you know the brown, the green, the black sort of all camo camouflage as much as I can as well. So and that that includes the clothes dryer. The clothes dryer is all camoed <laughs> as well, <laughs> just so it doesn't get stolen. But yeah, again. So with that one, when I placed that one, I placed it in a, in, a, in the bushland area. Unbeknownst to me, I didn't check, but it was actually national park. So I had to go back, pick oh, no. it back up again, and then go and find a location where there's it was not in the national park. So I kind of did it twice <laughs> from there. So yeah, I hope it doesn't get cleaned up by uh, one of the cetos. Yeah, exactly. One of the cetos or um or or a fire that goes through. <laughs> but in saying that, again, if you hold an ammo can, I've I've seen ammo cans actually you know last a fire if they're oh, yeah. hidden, if they're oh, hidden yeah. in like little cave areas and stuff. They'll 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 last through a fire, bushfire, which is pretty cool. And that's the problem a lot with the Northern Territory is uh, you can't hide anything out there that's not an ammo can really because. They've got fires going through there regularly, and it, you know if you put anything made of plastic, they'll they'll be gone. They'll be gone in two seconds flat. Exactly, exactly. And, but you know, whereas the ammo cans will still be there after the fire's gone through. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, moving on because we've got to, we almost got to finish up soon. Um, if more geocache finders took certain steps, now this is for finders. Now, um, how helpful would each be as improving the cache quality? So, if you're a finder. People, what people want you to do, like it's in hiders and everyone else as well. Number one, log DNFs, uh, log need maintenance, and log ne- logs need archives as well. So, yeah. definitely, yeah, I've got a maintenance run this Saturday coming because yeah. one of my power trails is uh, had a few DNFs, a few needs. That's right. That's uh, right. Uh, Twenty of them to look at. Out of exactly. Nine. And let's be honest, as as a CEO as well. How do you know that the cache is missing or not if they don't log their DNFs? That's right. Exactly. Yeah, all of a sudden, I mean, I've got, I've got, oh, you ready for this? I've got a nano in, <laughs> but it's in the middle of Sydney. So it's okay. It's in the middle of Sydney and it can't be anything else. It has to be a nano. Um, I know when it's missing purely on the fact that it hasn't been found for a week. Yeah. <laughs> so it gets found like at least once a week. So if it goes two or three weeks without being found, I'll look and go, it must be missing. See, again, if, if people don't log their DNFs, the COs don't know they're missing. So, guys, log your DNFs, definitely. Definitely log them. Um, number two was assist geocache owners with minor maintenance like replacing oh, yeah. wet logs. Yes. How many, and, how many times do you get this? Oh, and, you know, I always carry spare logs and, and log sheets yeah. with me all the time. And yeah, absolutely. Mush in there, I'll just replace it. it it's not that hard. And no, no. looking at the ones I've got to do this weekend, I've got uh, – out of that, I've got one, two, three, four, five that are wet logs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Could have been done by someone who was out there having a look and finding exactly. them. Exactly. Could, could have done that. But that's right. Just, go out. just, just got the, just got the, the wet or their um or what the moist moist logs. Right. <laughs> Some it's people hate that. <laughs> so yeah, um. Definitely replace the wet log sheets, guys, if you can. Uh, number yeah. three was write honest. And constructive online logs. Now, this is a big point. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. TFTC. What's your thoughts on TFTC? <laughs> Scott? Well, so much for that. It, it's when you get the just the, the period or not even that. You know, it's yeah. a space. You can actually now, I think on the phone, if you just put a space, that's enough to get your log oh. done. So you can just put a full stop or a yeah. space. Or a space. And that's Jeez. it. Um, and you go, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, no. yeah, I've obviously got the power trolls, and I don't mind a generic log for those. Yeah, because, generic. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Going out there, you're going to get some numbers, and you know, I'm happy with yeah, that. And that, yeah, exactly. But you don't want the generic logs of just TFTC. You no, want no. a generic log saying, you know, um, out here with caching with such and such. You know, what a beautiful day uh, we spent it like you know doing all this whole power trail. Um, what a great power trail this is. I enjoyed the puzzles. That's and it. That's that's all you want. Mentioning that they're all in good. Good order, or there was yep, a couple exactly. of work on them. You go, wow, that'd be great. 
exactly, and that's that's good logs, you know. I mean, yeah, that's this is not this TFTC business. It's just you know, it's it's one of those real bugbears, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, Tattooed Squared also says in the uh, chat room, just the word found. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So true. That happens quite often. Um, but look, let's be honest as well. Predominantly, they're new geocaches that write this sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll write TFTC because they've seen it online somewhere. Um, they'll write found because they don't know what else to write. You know, they don't realize. So this is where invite these new geocaches to an event. Yes. And definitely. then when you're at the event, say, so you know, oh, you guys, you did my cache the other day. How did you like it? And they'll go, oh, it was brilliant. Blah, 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 blah. And they'll talk all about the cache because they're brand new. They're super excited. And then all you have to say is, oh, geez, you know, next time we write a log, maybe you can put some of that stuff in the log. And then then I, as a hider, I get the information. See, sometimes people don't realize that CEOs get notified and, and read all their logs, you know. Um, they just think that it's a numbers game. That's it in the beginning. So, yeah. Um, so definitely, like guys, write uh, honest and constructive logs online. Um, oh, this is a big one, number four. Yes. Do not repeat. Do not install new cache containers. Example throwdowns without the actual CEO's consent. Now I've done it before with the CEO's consent, but yeah, not without the CEO consent. <laughs> Same, you know, I'll, I'll contact with them. You know, particularly if I'm doing a power trail or something like that. I'll let them know that, you know, going out there, do you want me to do any maintenance while I'm there? Or, you know, do you want exactly. me to replace any that might be missing? Are you, yes or That's no, right. they'll call you. And, uh, exactly. Exactly, the yeah. On the weekend's got two containers. So someone's put... <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you seen that? There's two containers. Oh, plenty. And, plenty and all within a metre of each other. Yeah, yeah, you go, exactly. yeah On the other I mean, side of the rock. Let's be honest. I'm going to bring up the elephant in the room, and so some sometimes the containers one's GC, one's GCA, but <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> see, see, no tomorrow's here now, so I got free. I got free for all. <laughs> so yeah, guys, if if don't, do not do throwdowns. Um, yeah, no one likes a throwdown unless you've got the CEO's permission and it's a good quality container that you're placing down, and you spoke to the CEO about what container that you would they'd like, for instance, as well. Um, Number Some five, yep. want you know they've got a um, a theme to their containers or whatever, and they yeah. they want to keep that theme going. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. The themes are good. Um, and then the last on this one, and definitely not definitely not least, is award favorite points for good quality caches that you like. I mean, how many how many people here who've got like you know. You, you get one favorite point for every 10 finds, right? Now, there's that many power trails out there that can give you, <laughs> you know, 20 favorite points. I mean, I did I did my biggest day of uh, 225 caches in a day on a power trail. That's 22 and a half favorite points I've got for good quality caches, like later on, you know. Obviously, you give one for the final, but, you know. <laughs> I've got 1,700. You know, I've been giving them out as much as I can. I've still got 1,700 favorite points to give out. Oh, gee. Well, of course, with 22,000 fines, <laughs> of course you're going to – that's a good question, actually, because you were around at the time. Favourite points weren't always around, were they? No, no. That's no. a relatively new thing. Oh, I want to say new. It's probably been five years, maybe a bit longer. But, mm. uh, and when they came out, everyone's going, well, what's this all about? Um, but what they did is uh, the day that favourite points came out, if you had 10,000 hides, you all of a sudden had a thousand favorite points to give out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So they actually backdated the favorite points. Effectively, to whatever hides or finds you had. Oh, that yeah. you wow. Wow. So do you, do you roughly know how many you had at the time when they first came out? Oh, it, I, probably had, I probably had 10,000 finds. So Jeez. I would have got a thousand favorite points to give out straight away. Yeah, yeah, wow. And then and then like what's the go there? Do you go back and try and remember the ones that you like to give or you just you just don't worry about the ten thousand and you start I just gave a favorite point to that one at uh, Murrayville with the with the tanks. Um oh, I, right, right, yep. I thought I already had, but no. Um there you you go. Know, if I someone asked me a question about a case that I found and you know, I'll go back mm-hmm. to it, oh that was a real good one. Yeah, I'll I'll give that one now. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um there's yeah. Some people have said um, they take their favourite points back when a cache gets archived. That's always been a bit controversial as well. Um, oh, yeah, it is, it is. 
Mm-hmm. And so people don't realize that um, if you're a premium member of uh, Project GC, not, not GCHQ, Project GC, if you're a premium member, you get notified if someone actually re- removes a favorite point from your cache. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you get you get busted, guys. Don't do it. You'll get busted. <laughs> exactly. Um. All right, mate. We're gonna we're gonna have to leave it there. The time's up already. It's been really really quick. It has. I mean, it has. It has. So. Thank you so much for joining us, Scott, and um, really appreciated the, the chat. Uh, really good. I hope people out there learnt a little bit um, from the actual uh, GCHQ uh, cash quality survey, that which they did, uh, and go from there. So, so for next month, guys, next month, what do we have? We have not one, not two, but three of our very own Patreons joining us. Yes, that's right. Three of our own Patreons joining us. Now, if you don't know what Patreons is, go. it's a, it's a way to support this uh, podcast because this podcast does cost money every single month. Um, if you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash geocaching down under. And I do believe, Scott, you are a Patreon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Good work, mate. I did say that. There's three different tiers of levels. You can you can be a traditional, you can be a multi, or you can be a puzzler. Um, and it starts that support levels start at just a dollar. That's it, a dollar per month. So jump on there, guys, and you too can be a part of the uh, extras that we have, like path tags and TBs and and all sorts as well. Plus, we've got our own little special group as well. So jump on to uh, Patreon.com forward slash geocaching down under so thanks to everyone who jumped on the to the youtube live broadcast tonight and remember we do record this live in the first week every single month so make sure that you follow all our social media pages as you don't miss out any of the actual geo chat itself if you have any questions or comments please drop us a line at geocaching down under at gmail.com this podcast can be downloaded on any of your favorite podcast apps very, very soon. And that includes uh, Podbean, Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, uh, Spotify as well. So that brings us to the very, very end of this episode. And thank you so much for joining us, Scott. It was, it was a great, mate. We had a blast. Yeah, no, it was good. Good to uh, catch up. Yeah, um, it was awesome. uh, I was just looking at the chat then. I'm thinking, wow, that, that moved through so fast. It's very hard to keep it, up with. It does, it does, it does. So, guys, from the Jack and Down on a Podcast team, we're over and out now. This is it. <laughs>